All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, participate in the conversation by commenting below or upvoting the video, and of course, hitting the bell for um, notifications whenever a new video goes up, which is actually fairly frequent. And before we get started with John, though, I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. John, thank you so much for coming on the show again. I think we are going to hit the defensive line from Ole Miss at the end of this, but Ole Miss got a commitment since the last time we talked. Braxton Myers out of Texas. What do you know about him? Yeah, this is this was a long time coming, right? Even before he decommitted from USC, there was a lot of Ole Miss conversation. He had taken an unofficial visit to Oxford, and really the, the temperature turned up for, for a potential flip. Uh, so once he finally did back off that USC decommitment, it felt like a matter of when and not if Myers would jump on board with the Rebels. Uh, he since has, and he took the official visit this past weekend uh, as well. So uh, all is well in that in that hunt for a really intriguing Texas defensive back. You know, you watch his tape. He's, he's 6'1", 185 pounds. He's on the bigger side. But, man, he really attacks the football. We see him making plays on the ball week in, week out. Had a handful of interceptions as a junior. And then I, I watched his most recent tape from last week. He had a pick six in, in that game. So a kid who's an incredibly instinctive when the football is in the air, unafraid to come up and run support as well with that big frame. Uh, and he's playing in, in Koppel, Texas, right? Big time Texas high school football, exactly the type of recruit you want to bring in from a competitive standpoint. So I, I think there's a lot of nice factors with this verbal commitment. One, the optics, right? Bringing in another uh, USC decommitment, if you will, right? We hit the portal uh, from the Ole Miss perspective and, and brought in a couple USC transfers and now you're affecting lincoln riley and company on the recruiting trail in all but a flip of of braxton myers always good to get back into the state of texas as well from the Ole miss perspective and then on top of that you're bringing in a versatile defensive back you could easily picture myers lining up as a traditional free safety type so think of the aj finley role that we're seeing him execute so well or also some kind of hybrid where he's playing a little bit of slot corner maybe even on the outside as well so i think there's a, a nice group of versatility that comes with myers's game on top of of all the great pedigree that he brings to the table so really like this get uh, i think it's easy to sell ole miss on the offensive side of the ball but we're starting to see with this class that the defensive side is, is coming around and it's reflective of what we see on saturdays right i mean this ole miss defense has made a ton of plays a ton of turnovers um so it, it makes sense for the high school recruiting to start to reflect a little more positivity on that front as well you know with taishim johnson two years ago and davis nigmanosan and those guys you really can see in the defensive backfield they have a type yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. Long, rangy, versatile uh, and physical. I, I think mm -hmm. all of these defensive backs are not only willing to challenge you at the line of scrimmage if they're playing cornerback, but if they're coming downhill, uh, they're coming downhill with bad intentions. Uh, just exactly how you would draw it up in SEC country. Right. You, you need big defensive backs who can contend with your A.J. Brown body types out there. Right. 50 50 balls, back shoulder, all that stuff. 
But then you also need guys who can come up and, and help and run support, right? Because you're still going to play Arkansas and Alabama and Texas A&M who always want to establish that run game. So you, you've got to find hybrids because in, just in the SEC West, look at the type of offenses that you face. It is everything from air raid down in Starkville all the way to, you know, power spread football with uh, with, with Arkansas and, and what Auburn used to do. So you get a whole wide spectrum of, of offensive skill sets. So you need versatile defensive backs and physical defensive backs that can still cover and, and play the ball. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, we got all these commits. And I think Ole Miss has like nine out of 12 commits or nine out of eight out of 11, something like that blue chip type commits. This is This is yeah. actually a fairly – highly rated recruiting class is just small at the moment what's yep. the next commitments that are might be coming down the pipe somebody we need to pay attention to well i just saw him set a commitment date for friday uh so as we record this on wednesday my eyes shift to marvin burks another defensive back projection this time coming out of st louis uh this is a prospect who um old miss has been right there in, in the running for for quite a while uh, he took an official visit to oxford in the summer and he has since returned for a game i think he was at the kentucky game just a couple weeks ago uh he's got this really strong top five right the in-state missouri tigers are in there texas a&m is in there as well as a few others but really Ole miss has been right at the forefront of this recruitment since the summer months since he took that official visit uh for um for, for those uh the month of june i should say uh, and then showed more reciprocation in that return visit to campus i think at that point you really start to feel good to feel good about old miss's chances sooner rather than later and then boom it comes out that he's going to make his decision public on friday october 21st so um it looks like we're going to go back to back here in the db department in terms of the next two uh old miss verbal commitments i'd be surprised if burks ended up uh, at another program and, and you guessed it when you talk about his size uh six foot one 180 plus pounds uh there as well with two-way experience uh running back wide receiver and some defensive back experience so a lot to like about him if and when he picks the rebels yeah um and if you look at our current defensive line let's switch gears a little bit real quick um, with so many transfers that have come in and maybe some names that people haven't paid attention to, just give a little background of like Xavion Harris and Jared Ivey and Cedric Johnson, ju just in case people don't know. Well, yeah, guys coming from different standpoints, right? Um, I mean, from a size standpoint, my gosh, Xavion Harris, uh, I remember seeing him listed last year. You know, he's listed, what, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, or whatever it is. And you always – journalistically steve you're always like skeptical you're like come on this, this is really a, a giant among high schoolers and then it went down to the alabama mississippi all-star week and i was like oh yep yeah he is all every bit of six foot eight and well over 300 pounds an unbelievable physical specimen when you look at him and yeah it's everything's not there it's hard for him to play the leverage game and all that stuff but when he's on he is an absolute force to be reckoned with it's going to remind a lot of folks of Raquan davis right another mississippian who at that size you know really wreaks havoc on the defensive interior now he's doing it at the nfl level uh so yeah harris uh, as a freshman getting some run at old miss now as you informed me he was the one who, who blocked that that extra point against kentucky which was a really big deal in that game so uh when you're that long and that big you're going to see the field a little bit sooner and, and if memory serves with with harris 
this was a highly contested uh, recruit, right? This was something that went back and forth. I know at one point there was a ton of buzz for Mississippi State. This is one of those classic back and forth egg bowl battles, and then Ole Miss won out there in the end. A couple went the other way, but but Harris went the Ole Miss way. Uh, with Cedric Johnson, a little bit more uh, conventional, right? Alabama kid coming out of Mobile, a uh, legitimate pass rusher. He was a long, lean type prospect gosh he he must have been class of uh what 2020 2019 maybe he's been on campus uh for, for quite a bit there uh at Ole Miss um but just uh, another prospect who you know really took advantage of a big senior season uh there at uh Davidson High School which has produced a ton of prospects uh, from the state of Alabama and despite some injuries you know right back in the fold right a guy who's gotten a ton of experience uh there at Ole Miss uh and, and now he's he's back healthy uh, a guy can get after the passer, uh, just a, a really solid player on the edge. Uh, and then Jared Ivey comes as as the new modern recruit, right? Transfer portal out of Georgia Tech. Uh, I remember talking to him. He visited Ole Miss, and I think the next day he was like, man, I'm done. He's like, I'm done with the process. I'm, I'm going to Ole Miss coming out of Georgia Tech. And he was just so gung-ho about the team and the feel in Oxford. Um, and and you, you start to put his experience on top of that. And he was a really important get uh, for, for the portal staff. I know it was so easy last year to focus on dart and trig and, and some of these Zach Evans, these, these eye popping offensive transfers that came in, but some of these defensive transfers um, were under the radar at the time, but they're starting to pop up, starting to make a lot more plays on Saturdays for the Rebels, I think Jared Ivey, Ladarius Tennyson come to mind uh, here immediately. The linebacker, uh, Brown as well. That group is is holding their own uh, from, from a, a production standpoint. Uh, but, yeah, I just remember Jared Ivey being so excited about his Ole Miss visit. He basically just told me, like, hey, uh, I'm just going to go there, and that's it. So I think he went in the portal midweek, and by the following Monday, he was already, like, portal committed to Lane Kiffin and company. So that was a, a really big deal. And obviously he's taken full advantage. All right. Before I let you go, we're mid season. Quinshawn Judkins surprise you at all. I think the, the ability to climb the depth chart was somewhat surprising, right? This was a big loaded running back room, uh, even though there was some attrition, but in terms of once he got there, his production and his ability, not surprising you know i used to live in the state of alabama still cover it very very closely um and i was at the last two games judkins played in in high school his state championship game where he ran for 200 yards and ran over a bunch of kids along the way and the alabama mississippi game where he was great in the hole and in space where they threw him the football a little bit more and he commands that attention you know he's a big physical back Junior year was a little bit banged up. You know, Notre Dame was in on him. Auburn was really trying to keep him in state. But once he got hurt, teams cooled on him a little bit. Ole Miss stayed with it, and, and he was he rewarded that program. He loves Kiffin. He loved Kevin Smith at the time um, and, and committed to the Rebels. A little bit of drama leading into signing day. It looked like after Smith went to Miami, there was going to be a little bit of questions around Judkins, but he stuck with the Rebels, signed early. And that was that. Uh, but a big physical, like just a guy you saw and said, that's an SEC back, man. He's coming downhill at you. He's getting better as the game uh, progresses. And, and we've seen a lot of that uh, thus far at Ole Miss. If I'm surprised in any one element, Stephen, it's the speed. It's the top end speed. We we don't expect bigger guys to run away from 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 sec players the way judkins has as a true freshman we saw him do it in high school but you just expect 
as you go up to the next level, it's that much harder to produce the chunk plays. But, you know, here we are. And Judkins looks like uh, easily the top freshman running back in the country. Yeah, yeah. I think national freshman of the year is on the table for that kid if he keeps it up once it gets going. Anyway, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Locked On SEC. Hey, John, thank you so much. Um, we'll, We'll move on to the linebackers next time we speak. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, bud. 